Hey guys, Chris here with Riley and Parker. Oh. Um, you might have seen uh, Riley earlier in the year on my uh, YouTube channel. Uh, he's got a YouTube channel of his own. Um, actually, we're posting this video on both channels. Uh, so if you're watching on Riley's channel, hey, how you going? Hello. <laughs> hey guys, uh, what's up again? It's my ugly face again. Yeah. Uh, this guy and this guy, they're a lot prettier than me, but uh, yeah. Um, so both of you guys are in the business of fulfillment by Amazon, uh, which is like a popular method of making money out here. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a good lifestyle business too, right? So like, tell us a little bit about your lifestyle now. You've, you were in Saigon last, last time I heard, and now yeah. you're in uh, Chiang Mai. Well, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been 22 months we were just talking about since we quit our jobs and moved to Chiang Mai, Thailand. That's where we are now, people. We're at this beautiful uh, cafe. Uh, so if you guys don't know, oh my God, there's Parker. What's up, guys? Yeah. Kind of hidden in the background of yeah, he, he, he He's the mastermind of my whole entire life. Uh, he's basically telling me what to do every single day, when to get up in the morning, what to eat, how to wipe my ass. No, but anyways. Uh, this is the first podcast I've actually done with Parker, who's my... Uh, I grew up with this kid since, like, second grade. We grew up down the street from each other. So I wanted to do this video uh, and share with your viewers as well just kind of our whole story, like, how we got out here, why. <laughs> yeah. And then introduce Parker, because yeah. I haven't done a podcast with him yet, so... Yeah. Yeah, Parker's a bit more behind the scenes. It's actually the first time I'm meeting Parker is today. Yeah, um, But obviously, you talk about, you know, your business partner so often. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's good to finally meet you. Sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. Watching your videos. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks for having us on, man. Thanks. Yeah, pleasure. Okay, but you, you guys, you know, you weren't always, you know, living the life, as you call it, out here in uh, Chiang Mai, Saigon, Philippines. I uh, started, like, it was only a few short years ago, right, that you were back in the U.S. and working, I guess, normal jobs, uh, and then just saved up a bit of money, came out. Yeah, what, what, what was the story? Uh, well, we, I guess it could start out like we were just normal kids, normal frat boys. <laughs> we were in the same frat together. Okay, go even back further, further. We went to elementary school together, middle school, high school, and then we went to Wazoo together. Mm. And, uh, yeah, just regular like any american australian kid just going to college um you know graduated have no idea what you want to do with your life other than just get a job and make money right so i graduated uh and then parker was a year behind me and he did the study abroad so go from there yeah so uh pretty much about senior year of college from my last college credits i had an opportunity to go study hospitality business management um up in Bangkok, Phuket, and Malaysia for six weeks. Uh -oh. uh, yeah. <laughs> so I had never been <clears throat> outside the U.S. except for maybe Mexico and Canada. I didn't really have an understanding about that, the outside, outside world, outside I guess. Outside world, Jeez. Right. Uh, so landed in Bangkok, and I was like, oh, my God, this is, this is crazy. Like, <laughs> right when I got off in the taxi, I was like, this world exists like this is this is amazing um, spent six weeks uh, studying um, uh, it was mostly just going to hotels things like that around uh, Phuket uh, Malaysia and Bangkok and then I was like talking to Riley and a couple of my other friends 
I was like, you guys have to get out here. Like, you have to see this. And I think you guys were planning a trip anyways uh, to go some, somewhere abroad. We were going to go to Tokyo. Yeah, we were going go, to go take a big trip. Yeah, so I basically begged them uh, to come and visit me in Phuket um, right around the 4th of July. Uh, like I said in our podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about this. Like he called us every day. He's like, "You guys, like, oh god, this is so awesome!" Remember, you skyped us and you were in your classroom. Like, you're just like, "Yeah, this is just a joke. We just have fun out here." <laughs> oh yeah, um, yes. Yeah, so. Wouldn't have taken too much convincing, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I showed him some of the pictures and yeah. everything, and they they were pretty on board. So I, I I didn't have a return ticket back yet. So I was supposed to be there for you know six weeks, uh, maybe eight weeks at the most. Uh, this turned into like a three month trip that uh, they ended up coming at the very end of the trip uh, and visiting. And then from there, man, uh, I think you, we pretty much just fell in love with the culture, uh, fell in love with uh, everything out here. And we're like, damn, we really got to figure out a way to get back here. Um, so that's when we finished the trip uh, flew back home, and then it was time to get jobs because, for at least for me, Riley had been working for a year. Yeah. Um, at least for me, it was time to go. I just had graduated college, so what are you supposed to do? You got to go get a job. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> so I, I was kind of yeah, in the hospitality industry since I had just studied that. So I was gonna do uh, like restaurants, hotels. Yeah. I started at a restaurant. I lasted about one month, and I was like, I cannot do this. Like. Yeah. The grind, the people, is just not for me. The hours. Yeah, the hours. All over the place. Um, and so I was like, okay, you know, took a break from that. And then I, I got a job at a hotel. And that job was, it was actually all right. You know, I, I got to talk to people every day. Um, I, had a, I had a good team there with me. Yeah. Um, and, and during this time, Riley and I actually got a one-bedroom, actually a studio apartment, not even a one-bedroom. Yeah. It was just a big room with yeah. a it had bed. a so the bedroom door was a sliding wooden curtain, like you know what I'm saying? So it was like it was not really a wall between yeah. his bedroom and then I slept on the couch for a year. My famous I slept on the couch for a year line. It's true. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> but yeah, that was the trap house for a year. Yeah. And we had a lot of buddies that would always come over. Um, man. So from there, it was like, okay, we're working, we have a little bit of money, we have this apartment, what can we do? So we got, we got a big desk, got our computers out, and we're like, okay, we're gonna try to get back to Phuket. Mm -hmm. And we had this timeline, we had all, you should see of our, uh, our apartment, we had these papers like with calendars, with monthly budgets, with what we needed to get done basically to get back here. Um, and so when we weren't working, we would be grinding and uh, working on getting back here. And that's when I stumbled upon uh, Johnny's book. Uh, I was actually searching, okay, how to get back to Thailand, like on Amazon. Wow. And Johnny's book came up, uh, 12 Weeks in Thailand. You were searching on Amazon yeah, for how to get Yeah, why would you search on Amazon? <laughs> that's so weird. Yeah, wow. It just, yeah, randomly. How to get back to Thailand. Uh, something like that. I thought there was going to be a book that was like titled that. Was like, but it was perfect. It was like yeah. 12 weeks in Thailand for on the cheap. Or, or, yeah. Yeah. So it worked out perfectly. And then we found his blog. Mm. Uh, and then we're like, okay, this guy's, he's making money while he's traveling. Like, this is exactly what we want. Yeah. This is our ideal lifestyle. Yeah. 
Um, and during that time, we were like reading Tim Ferriss's four-hour work week, um, just grinding to get out here. Yeah. And then, uh, so then we bought the Dropship Lifestyle course. Uh, whew, yeah. So we bought that. We barely had enough money to buy that. Yeah. Early. Uh, yeah. We we had to split it, and we had to do three payments of one ninety-nine. Man, that's crazy how how broke we were. We couldn't even afford that. Jesus. And then, yeah, we worked on that. That was like summer of 2014 that yeah. we got that. Maybe yeah. like spring of 2014. Yep. Uh, did that. And then we grinded. We, we were uh, setting up our stores, calling suppliers. I'll never forget the first time I was calling a supplier. I was so freaking nervous, man. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, I but why would I be nervous when we're going to sell this guy's product? I don't know. Yeah. But I was so nervous. And we were like doing it at the same time. We're like, okay, we're going to get off work. We're going to call suppliers. We have to call suppliers now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then they announced the retreat. Uh, like sometime while we were in the course and we're like, oh, this is perfect. So this is our perfect date that we can get out to Chiang Mai. Yeah, um, yeah and from there we bought one-way tickets. Uh, it was like 500 bucks and we're like alright we gotta buy these tickets and then we'll for sure be it yeah we were talking about buying the ticket for the longest time I remember just like telling my parents and telling friends like yeah we're, we're moving out to Thailand just kinda, you kind of just start to talk about it mm -hmm. and then it eventually you know becomes real eventually you feel stupid if you're not doing it after a while but so thanks to Parker because he's is the first one that bought the ticket so props to Parker he bought the ticket mm -hmm. and then I was like well, I got to buy mine. Yeah. And so I bought my ticket and it was for like October 1st or whatever. Uh, the retreat was October 7th. So that was, like I say, in every single podcast, that retreat was the perfect excuse to set a deadline on the calendar, like mm -hmm. five months in advance. Like this is when we're going to quit our jobs and no matter how much money we have, we're going to go and we're going to meet all these digital nomads. We're going to freaking figure it out. Figure it out. And so, yeah, got the chain mine. Yeah. And things didn't quite work out the way you wanted it to with dropshipping, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely give dropshipping a lot of credit for why we're still here. Um, it didn't work out profit-wise, money-wise, but for the aspect of doing the whole online thing, mm -hmm. meeting a ton of uh, online entrepreneurs at the conference that we went to, uh, it was definitely good for that. Um, it was just doing the design, managing ads, uh, we just weren't really making the profit that we needed to stay here at the yeah. time, I guess. Okay, so now you guys are involved in uh, the Fulfillment by Amazon system. What's, uh, what was the transition from dropshipping into that, and, and, and how would you describe that to people who didn't know, don't know? Uh, yeah, that's the good thing about coming to a conference is not everyone's doing the same thing. You can, it's kind of a, an array of oh, this guy's doing this, this guy's doing blogging, this guy's doing affiliate marketing, this guy's doing uh, drop shipping, this guy's doing Amazon, this guy's doing uh, uh, freelance, blah, 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 blah. Everything. And uh, it just so happened that after at the retreat, uh, a kid about who's around our age, Kai, shout out to Kai, Kai La, number one. Uh, no. What's good, Kai? But no, after the holidays uh, that year, he he went straight into Amazon and he was just crushing it. So after a few months of not really making a profit with our drop shipping sites, um, 
my Parker had a conversation with a guy in Chiang Mai, and he kind of called me over. He's like, yeah, dude, fuck, fuck dropshipping, dude. Oh, that was Russ, I think. Oh, it was Russ? Yeah, Russ at the, at the dropship retreat. I thought it was Jason. Uh, both of them. They've uh, okay. both been definitely yeah for us. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Shout out to Russ and uh, Jason. Um, but he, they were like basically kind of saying what we were thinking and what some other people were thinking. Like, fuck dropshipping. Let's just go straight into Amazon and take our chances with that with a small investment. And uh, so it was Parker's it was Parker's idea, man. He's the one who, who pulled the trigger and uh, said, let's just do it. Listen. And I, I'm seeing that a common theme, well, a theme that I think is really like important here is that you two are working together and then you went to a conference where you were up around other like-minded people. How important is it to have you know, people, I guess, supporting you, keeping you accountable and kind of doing the journey together? much important yeah i would say so yeah. yeah i'm a big believer in like the five people that you surround yourself with is gonna help you um build whatever you're building whatever whether you're building an amazon business or just your lifestyle in general so fortunately i mean from when we lived in that apartment it was people that it was like-minded people that wanted to get out here mm -hmm. so you know we had our friend blake and our friend danny that both were on the mind state so yeah coming to the conference and meeting all these people million percent I don't, we wouldn't be here i don't think if yeah if we if we didn't meet all the we people. would be back home if it wasn't for for meeting all those friends right away and just discovering what was working like i say it in every single podcast you don't have to reinvent something just pay attention to what's working and adapt it quote from the four-hour work week yeah <laughs> yes all right cool well yeah a question that i like to ask a lot of my interview guests and um, especially with entrepreneurs, uh, you guys have to manage risk, you have to make sacrifices. You mentioned the staying in that one studio apartment. Um, what's your why? What motivates you? What makes you um, want to take the risk, uh, go big or go home? Um, yeah, what's your mindset with that? I'll let Parker go first on that one. Yeah, you know, I guess I've always had the entrepreneur mind state. Um, and I, I would say my main thing is time freedom. I love being able to do what I want, when I want, and uh, getting my work done when I want to get my work done, you know? I've never liked to wake up by an alarm clock, and I have to say that is one of the best things. <laughs> <laughs> Riley's, Riley's the same way. Yeah. That is one of the best things about being here. Um, so yeah, I mean, time and location freedom. I mean, we get to live in this beautiful place, you know, we get to travel to many different countries. So, those would probably be my two top reasons. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, time and location freedom. Uh, and I'm going to get a little bit more philosophical with it. Um, like, I think I was born like an adventurous person. I said on your podcast, I wanted to be an astronaut and an archaeologist when I was a kid. So, I yeah. wanted to be like freaking Buzz Lightyear and Indiana Jones. So, I think it's like... The exploratory gene or whatever is in my DNA, but I like I literally think I'm I'm a half philosophy philosophy minor you can call me, and a, like a Joe Rogan Terrence McKenna uh, philosopher, like I think in the time in the age of flying buses and magical Harry Potter internet, I think I actually feel it's my obligation to see the planet that I was born on that shouldn't even exist in the first place. So I think 
I, I see traveling the world as like a duty. Yeah. Almost. So um, I'm taking it to the to the four-hour work week biblical level. Like I think as a human being living in this age where we actually can go across the ocean, you know, 99.999% of the humans that lived on this earth before us could never even go across the ocean. Like, could never, they don't even know what the other side of the world is like. So, I'm just like, my humble spiritual self, we live in this uh, beautiful age that you can travel the world. So, I'm just gonna, as a human being, see the world because simply because you can. Um, so, yeah, see, see the world. That's, that's my, one of my biggest motivations is seeing all these digital nomad travelers, having a job that allows you to travel for an extended period of time, not just go and visit Tahiti, you know, once every Christmas or whatever, but like a, life, a lifestyle of extended travel and really, really get the most out of your life. Like see the most of the globe you possibly can before you die. That's my spiritual answer. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Wow. Deep, guys. Deep. <laughs> it's deep. It's deep in a rep. Okay. Well, I think we've, I think you guys sell it well. Um, for the people that don't understand fulfillment by Amazon, how does it work and how would you suggest people get started even in the business you guys are in or in any online business? How to, you know, what's your tips for people wanting to, to sort of get where you guys are? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what, is it, what does it take to do Amazon? So Amazon uh, overview of it is, um, as opposed to drop shipping, you buy all your inventory up front. So you go to alibaba.com and you buy a bunch of shit for cheap in China, you know, put simply, and they deliver it to Amazon's warehouse in America. Amazon holds it and ships out the orders. Um, so you own the, the products before it's selling, as opposed to drop shipping, as it's referred to in this community is you don't own the product you're just selling like another brand stuff on the website once a customer orders it um, they'll pay you the money then you buy it wholesale that's selling kind of expensive more expensive or $200 plus stuff Amazon the Amazon method is selling like 20 to $50 items but the thing with buying all the inventory ahead of time is you have to have that investment so put simply it's something that you guys can do. It's something that anyone can do if they have the money to do it. If you only have $1,000 in your bank account, you probably probably can't do it. You got to save up. If you have five or 10 grand to invest on the side, then it's definitely something that you could do. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, I would definitely recommend <clears throat> having five to 10 grand. Uh, as an investment and, for the business, right, on, right. like on the side, not in your bank account, like on the side. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know, I mean, it takes a, it's a grind uh, to make it work. It takes a lot of studying um, and just uh, researching, I guess. Um, it's not just all. Oh, I found the perfect product. Here it is. I'm gonna sell it because it's a lot deeper than that. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that you kind of have to know. Um, but yeah, an initial investment, if, if, if you're just graduating college or you're, you're kind of like us, what we did was we, we saved up for a year. Um, we lived in a studio apartment, saved up you know, some money for a year, and then we started, um, we came out here. You know, it wasn't just, uh, I don't know, not 
you, you have to have some money, I guess. Yeah, definitely have to have money. And uh, what, what you want to do with, with Amazon, just to kind of go over the, a brief overview of the process, yeah. is you're kind of reverse engineering uh, how to pick your products. So it starts with going on Amazon, going to the bestseller page, and going through all the categories and the subcategories, and making a huge list of like 50 different oppor product opportunities that fit the criteria. There's lots of criteria being, you know, smaller than a shoebox, you know, being not too heavy, being in the 20 to $50 range, all these criteria that you look for that um, online courses teach. Um, that's the kind of the method. Yeah. And um, you, we spent probably like a month in pun space just making a huge PDF spreadsheet of uh, product opportunities, crunching the numbers. Mm -hmm. You got to crunch all the uh, the sales data using like Jungle Scout or AMZ Tracker or whatever. So it's like a month of intense research and then you have your big list of uh, potential products and then you narrow it down to your favorite ones, maybe to like three or five. And yeah. then you go to Alibaba.com, the Chinese wholesale, and you order a couple of single samples and you look at them and you say, okay, maybe we could go with this, maybe we could go with this. And then once you've made your decision, then you order like 200. That's your test order. Mm. And let's say it's like $10 a unit. So you're going to spend two grand uh, on 200 units. They ship that to Amazon. And then if the test goes well, so if you sell like maybe 10 plus per day of that product, then you say, okay, that's a success. If it doesn't sell 10 plus per day, I would say maybe that's not a success. Maybe maybe five a day. Maybe five a day would be good. Yeah. I mean, even if it doesn't sell 10 a day, I, I still think eventually you'll get your investment back because you're going to sell a few a day. Um, so you're still going to make your money back. It's just you want to be sure. Like 10 a day is a, is a good point. The, okay, I'm sure that this, this is a good investment. This will make a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, and one more thing. The big, another big difference between drop shipping and FBA, uh, well, it's owning your own product it's the profit margin. It's a lot more. So um, you're looking at at least a, about a 30% profit margin. That's usually bare minimum. You want to be making about 30%. Um, yeah. Whereas drop shipping, I think it was because you're selling someone else's product, you would just get the wholesale price uh, and then you had to manage the ads and everything. So you're, you're not making nearly as much uh, per sale. And, and if anyone wants to learn the specifics, you guys are putting out a course, right? Um, we will link that below when that's ready. Um, so, yeah, maybe I'll put an annotation here now when you know it comes out, so you guys can check it out if you're watching it uh, later. Um, but uh, what do you guys think is your keys to success? Like, is it just the drive? Like, not everyone succeeds in online business. What it? What are your? What are, what makes you guys successful? Do you think? Uh, nothing special. Like, we're not smart. <laughs> like, we're just normal frat frat boys that drank way too much beer and killed half of our brain cells in college like like a lot of you guys um but uh the keys to success um okay number one i think being around someone on the same mission as you like on a day-to-day -day basis um number one that just uh stopped by the way the g7x okay uh so number one is being around someone on the same mission as you on a daily basis, I don't think I would have done it by myself and I don't think Parker would have done it by himself. So being around someone on the same mission, keeps the mission going forward, 
Um, and then number two is just we paid attention to someone that was already successful doing the exact same thing mm -hmm. that we wanted to do and we just copied. We didn't, like there was no secret to success. It was just copy what someone is already doing. So we just copied what Kai did with, with his whole uh, ASM method, the amazing seller machine. That's, that's like the most famous Amazon course that Kai actually bought. It's $5,000. Wow. Uh, he actually bought that and we just we just kind of mooched off of Kai mm. through that and kind of just learned from his successful product and we just kind of I just kind of texted him um, on a daily basis asking him little questions and it's not that complicated but it's pivotal to have someone that's kind of overseeing it that has done it before um, because there's so many little mistakes that you can make and we still made them <laughs> like with our, our, our launch with our friend that we just did, like we still made little mistakes. And so it's, it's absolutely uh, imperative that you have someone that's done it, that's ahead of you, um, that's still doing it to kind of oversee and make sure you avoid, avoid as many mistakes as possible. And I have people that message me through my videos every single day asking, how do I do Amazon? How do I do this, 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 this? That's been for about six months now getting questions. So it's about time that I make a course. Yeah. So that's the reason that we're doing the course. It's just about time. Um, but yeah, just having someone on the same mission and then just paying attention to someone that is doing exactly what you want to do, just copying them, that's the key to success. Just copy and pay attention. I think, I think that's huge and that's great advice. And I think that's why so many of the people that have come out of the retreat that you guys went to two years ago have... A lot of them have been successful. I don't know. I know a bunch of people that have done that retreat, and I think it's, I think it's what you're saying. It's that having the like-minded people around, and and they're all doing different online businesses and trying things different ways, and it's just amazing to learn from everyone. So, if you can somehow get that, I was talking to Riley earlier about how, you know, if we could facilitate that in some way, um, let us know. Um, but yeah, that is that is a huge thing. Yeah, so I think that's really important. A any final words as we wrap up? Um, uh, as you guys know, in uh, in our other podcasts, like if you're thinking about coming out here, Chiang Mai is a great place to start. The reason why it is the digital nomad capital is just because it's it's not a hugely complicated city. It's easy living. Um, it's Absolutely super cheap okay that's <laughs> probably the first reason yeah uh, we spend like a thousand bucks a month living out here so uh hit us up anything we can do to make it more comfortable from you kick you in the ass whatever but it does it's definitely not easy to do by yourself so it does take some nudging like we were nudged by anton and johnny in a major way by having that retreat um so come out here even if it's just for two weeks and just Meet up with us, hit up Chris, hit up uh, me and Parker, and uh, yeah, we'll just see how we do it. But getting around the environment, even if it's just for a two-week vacation and then you go back for your job, it'll get you a step in the right direction, um, definitely. So, oh yeah, we also wanted to announce, yep. um, you guys already know about the course, but kind of, uh, it, just, it just hit July was... I'm gonna wait for this plane. Okay. I'm so, <laughs> so this July, 
it marked uh, one year of selling our first uh, successful Amazon product. It launched, it launched July of 2015, and Parker just crunched the numbers. We did, what was it, $205,000 in sales volume. Yep, in revenue. $205,000 in revenue. So that means it's a $39.99 product. We sold that about 5,000 times in oh, wow. a, in a 12 month period. Um, so yeah, do it did over 200K last year in volume. How much of that is profit? It's about 25, 30% profit. So maybe like 50 to 70K of that was like a net profit. Wow. And that started with a $20,000 initial investment. Yeah. And it's made us living out here. Um, and now the goal is to just keep keep working at it and double double that up. Yeah. Sure. So one just one Amazon product has paid for our entire living this entire year. We give ourselves every month we give ourselves a set allowance of fifteen hundred each. I wish it could be you know lower, but and we just launched our second product. Just went live like yesterday. Um, actually, our third, our second one was a dud all right so that's because we made it an obvious mistake but that's why we're making the course so you guys can avoid the same mistake so we just launched a third one copying the success of our first one hoping to double that 200k and make it 400k by next year and so we can potentially double our salaries travel more and just take the savings from our profit and launch another product another product another product until you have five to ten products until you're doing a million dollars in volume a year, then you can potentially sell your business. So just because you guys are probably wondering this, so if we, so we just did like uh, 200K in volume over here. Did that just stop? Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. So that's about every month, that's about four, four to $5,000 in net profit our business and so that's split between two people so we've been doing that for a year so we could sell our business if we sold it for 27x yeah. like johnny just sold his drop shipping store we could sell that business for like 100k just in case you guys are wondering but the goal is to always add new like products to your that's that's the amazon method goal okay that's the three to five year goal is to keep adding products 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 um, just keep growing it slowly, build your, your passive income, and then in five years you can sell the business or you can keep that cash flow to keep following your passions, do your YouTube channel, travel the world, just go do interesting shit, live the four-hour work week. So yeah, that was our announcement as our numbers for our first year. All right, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, that's great stuff, guys. Um, if you as the audience want to see more uh, content from Riley. If you're on Riley's channel, obviously, just hit the subscribe button below. Go um, to his channel, check it out. Dude, by the way, when did your subscribers blow up? You uh, went from 1,000 to now you're at 4,500. Uh, actually, it was when I started doing advice videos. Oh, um, I so I did, I did How to Be a Digital Nomad, um, which ranks really high for digital nomad search terms. And... Um, also, my How I Learned to Code video suddenly, yeah. I posted that one like four months ago or five months ago and it's and suddenly got picked up by YouTube. Um, I think people really like to hear stories. You can, stories with advice, I think is, is so powerful um, it, because people want to 
hear advice, but they also want to see how you've done it as well. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the great thing about doing these interviews and watching, you know, guys like Riley on, you know, YouTube. Is you follow the journey, and in terms of having that influence, you know, if you don't have any friends or that are into this stuff, or you know, you're in a community that's not entrepreneurial, at all, at least you can, at least you can go into YouTube yeah. and have that influence coming at you like yeah. every night or every day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you're watching this on my channel, you can head over to Riley's channel. Um, I'll link it below, but it's pretty easy. Just type in Riley Bennett on. Uh, YouTube and yeah. you'll find it or anything digital nomad yeah. Vietnam related um, and yeah if you want to find out learn more about remote work and travel and the stuff I do you can subscribe to mine as well Chris the freelancer <laughs> <laughs> yeah. alright guys thanks for watching um, we'll catch you on the next video Thanks. strange because a lot of people ask me how do you take a hobby into a career where you can make money because yeah. to make it something viable you've got to put full-time effort into it so it's like but if you have to work full-time how does that work <laughs>